We begin today in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near at the true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Let us now pause for reflection on God's word and for self-examination. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, And in the stead and by the command of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Old Testament reading for today, the second Sunday in Advent, is from Isaiah chapter 40. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem, that her to cry and cry to her, that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry! And I said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good news. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good news. Lift it up, fear not. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom, and gently lead those that are with young. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle today is from 2 Peter chapter 3. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, And then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it 
will be exposed. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn? But, according to his promise, we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. Glory be to you, O Lord. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John appeared, baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, and wore a leather belt around his waist, and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. on the sick thy healing. 
Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Savior, God, our Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit who gives and who strengthens our faith. The words for our sermon this morning are from the Old Testament reading from Isaiah chapter 40 that we have just read. Preparing for this week's sermon, I was once again reminded that when it comes to God's word revealed to us in Scripture, you never are at a point of knowing it all. Today we have in our Old Old Testament reading one of my favorite, very favorite portions of Scripture. Isaiah 40 is tied to the season of Advent because it is quoted in all four Gospels as they speak of John the Baptist being the voice ordained to proclaim the Messiah's coming and being the one called to, to prepare the way for him. But the value of this text goes far beyond the season of Advent. I have found it especially valuable in ministering to those who are ill, those who are struggling, and also to those mourning the death of a loved one. Warfare ended. Iniquities pardoned. Comfort received from the Lord's hand. The sweetness of the gospel compacted into such beautiful words. What a treasure. What a treasure these words are. And so I have used them often. And I also have often used the hymn, Comfort, Comfort, Ye My People, based on these words from Isaiah. I thought I knew and understood the verses pretty well, but have learned even more about them and have learned something that makes them even more precious. These are words of proclamation. There's no doubt about that. Jerusalem, and yes, all Christians throughout time, because as Abraham's children, we all are Israel, all Christians are the beneficiary of great promises. We will all receive double for all our sins. And not double the wrath of God that we deserve, but double the comfort that is ours. That is ours by grace through faith in the Messiah, the babe of Bethlehem, Jesus Christ. And that is why the word comfort is proclaimed twice at the very beginning of this chapter. Comfort, comfort. It is to ensure that we know that there is more than enough comfort given to each of us, more than enough to get us through our time in this sinful world. But the words comfort, comfort are more than words of proclamation. And this is what I now realize. They actually are words of command. They are commands to his legions of angels. They The angels, they are to bring comfort to his people. They are to speak tenderly to his people. And so, not only does our God proclaim comfort, he ensures comfort. He doesn't just speak. He acts. He delivers. He speaks of his love, and he delivers his love. And he is explicit 
and how he will deliver his love. Every valley, including your valleys, will be lifted up. Every mountain and hill, including your mountains and hills, will be made low. Your uneven ground will be made level. Your rough places, a smooth plain. Your valleys, valleys of despair, valleys of uncertainty, valleys of failure, all fall away. All become manageable. Because? Because God loves you greatly. Your mountains, mountains created by your sin, your laziness, your misplaced priorities, all your mountains taken away, conquered, because God loves you greatly. And our God's command to his angels His command for them to comfort his people is given also without all the tools necessary to bring this comfort, at least from the angel's point of view. Sure, they carry out acts of comfort as they protect us and shield us as our guardian angels, but their command to comfort is mainly in the message they carry. They bring the message of salvation, the message of the Christ, the Christ who was humbled, brought down from his exalted state, humbled to live as all men live, humbled to have no sin, yet become the sin of all mankind, humbled to suffer for all, to die for all. Humbled to bring a double measure of comfort to his people. Humbled only for a time. And upon his return to his exalted state, bringing his people with him. The people, bloodied in continual warfare. A people buried in the muck of iniquities. A people lost in the maze of valleys and mountains, a people in need of a shepherd, a light. Yes, a people needing comfort. The Father has not left this message of comfort to the angels only. He has not left it to be only through their guardian works. The Father, through his Son and Holy Spirit, continues to proclaim comfort, and even continues to bring comfort and bring it daily to his people that he loves. And he does that through his church. He does that through the means of grace. He uses ordinary means called, ordinary men called to an extraordinary office. And so today I am blessed and I am humbled to be called by God to proclaim to you a message of comfort and also then deliver the certainty of comfort. Here you are bathed in the waters of your baptism. For I have, as a called and ordained servant of Christ, forgiven you all of your sins. 
and have done so in the name of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so, your warfare is ended. Your iniquity is pardoned. And this double measure of comfort continues for you today. You receive the Messiah. In the bread, his body. With the cup, his blood. Valleys lifted up. Most certainly. Mountains and hills made low. Without a doubt. For he is your God. And as it says in the Te Deum that we regularly that we regularly proclaim, he has redeemed you with his precious blood to be numbered with his saints in glory everlasting. My friends, you have received from the Lord's hand this day double for all your sins. And so, yes, comfort, comfort, ye my people. Amen. And now let us confess together our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us now pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. This morning in our prayers, we add prayers for Diane Hinthorne. Diane had emergency surgery yesterday uh, and so uh, is, is doing okay, and we pray for her continued recovery. Dear Father in heaven, we come before you this day thankful for the grace, the mercy that we receive, the comfort that is ours through your Son, Jesus Christ, through the work that he has done. We thank you that it more than covers uh, our iniquity. In the comfort of this grace, we come before you now on behalf of your people. And so we lift up before you Nicole, Dottie, Lauren, Marge, Alfred, Brecken, Audrey, Janine, Randy, Lance, Floyd, Sharon, Barb, Diane, Don, Sydney, Emily, Ed, Glenn, Meredith, Alice, Kim, Liz, Marlo, Nick, Jeanette, Don, Parker, Fred, Doris, Verda, Kyle, Sandy, Arthur, Taffy, Gail, and all those in our hearts that are not mentioned here. And we pray, dear Father, that you bless them as they recover in the midst of their iniquities, uh, in the midst of their adversities and afflictions. We pray, dear Father, if it be your will, that you bring good, a return of good health to them and a freedom from their adversities and afflictions. And more than that, dear Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit be with them, strengthen them in faith, that they would find the comfort that comes with the gospel of your Son. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we lift up Tyler, Devin, Kyle, Roger, Tanner, Logan, Alex, Nick, Daniel, Cameron, and all those who serve in our armed forces. And we pray to your Father that you bless them with safety, 
uh, as they do this work. We ask that you give them the abilities that they need to do this work and to do it to the glory of your name for the benefit of the people you have given them to serve. Lord, we ask also that your Holy Spirit be with them, that they do this work in faith, and uh, that uh, then you see these works as good works. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we lift up those who lead throughout our country and throughout the world. We also pray for those who will come into leadership in the coming months. We ask your blessings upon them. Give them the skills that they need to govern uh, appropriately, and may they look to you and to you only for wisdom in this governing. May their work be a benefit to us, your people. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we lift up the youth of our congregation as they uh, uh, continue to uh, uh, learn in these difficult days. We ask that you give them the skills that they need to do this each and every day. And also, dear Father, that you give them the skills that they need to uh, learn more of the grace and mercy given through the gospel of your Son. May they have great desire to learn more each and every day. Lord, in your mercy. And Father, we lift up our community, our state, our country, our world as we deal with this pandemic. And we pray, dear Father, that you would bring a quick end to it. We thank you for the vaccine that is near for us. And we ask that that would be of a great benefit in fighting, in fighting this disease. We pray for a quick end to it. We ask, dear Father, that you would bless those who uh, work on the front lines, both in health care and areas of service. Uh, protect them and watch over them. And we pray for those who are uh, infected, that you give them healing. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let us now pray together the words our Savior taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.